We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Good one. That was a good one. I was, needed you to do that one there because I needed to turn some volume up. I'm Neil McCrady. That is uh, Tyler Siski. We'll be joined today by South Alabama coach Kane Womack, friend of both of ours. So an interview that probably will go off the rails, although relatively Kane, pretty quick. Although <laughs> Kane can, Kane's, Kane's got to put his corporate side forward yeah, he's a he's a he's a coach now he's very serious yeah and, so I, and, and he's a you know he's a hot commodity here in the next few years so he's he's got to be careful with associating yeah. with us yeah i know I, I i strategically organize these questions to where we have like uh football oriented like real head coach questions before we go off in the rails and then i have i noticed my football questions were very light yeah <laughs> and then my off the rails questions go deep so it'll be fun it'll be fun Hey, uh, look what you rocking over there, Dave. Got you a surprise. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Got you a surprise. Oh, cherry limeade. Got the cherry limeade again. That's good. I'm rocking with the Inferno again today. Uh, off day. Same so, thing. Watermelon. It works, dude. I take an off day. I still lose weight. That's good. Because my metabolism. It's also because you're consuming fewer calories. <laughs> I mean, I hate to break this to you. It's not true. <laughs> it's all citrulline, brother. I, I don't know how to tell you that it's, uh, it's also calories. It's all citrulline. I was talking to someone today who's lost 30-something pounds, and I said, they were talking about all the things, and I said, no, no, it's, what about your nutrition? Oh, I've cut way back. There you go. <laughs> oh, it's funny how that works. <laughs> it's math. Uh, we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push your limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. So before we get Kane in here, and I, I want to get this before I get to the forty-five minute mark, so I won't drop any f bombs because I went a whole show last last week. No, it's good. All right, my mom was very proud of me. I was proud of you. <laughs> did you see? Because Hardman's already mentioned it in the chat. Did you see how the Braves Red Sox game ended? I did. Okay, for anybody under a rock, 
I'm all for shortening the games and all that stuff. Cool. Okay. The Braves and the Red Sox in spring training were tied six to six in the bottom of the ninth. The Braves were up, bases loaded, a three two count and two outs. Mm-hmm. And they called the batter for being too slow out, ball game over. Yes, that's correct. I mean, look, dude, I'm all for all of the let's speed up the game. But that's come on, man. I mean, at what point do we realize that we're being a little too silly? I was watching the first inning of Mets Cardinals today, and uh, they had the pitch clock. And I actually was listening. I was coming home from Tupelo yesterday afternoon after Carson's second game, and I was listening to Cubs-Dodgers. And I just noticed how much faster it's going. And the game is much faster. And Carson and I were talking about this. He's 16. I don't know that I want it to be that fast. Baseball's supposed to have a certain... Rhythm. Yeah. And and what I did notice watching, and maybe this will go away. Yeah. What I noticed watching today, Mets Cardinals, was instead of watching where the catcher was setting up, watching kind of what was going on, I was watching the clock. That clock's right there, and I'm just watching it. I was watching clock, which is fine. Football, you watch clock. You, you, you watch the clock in basketball. But in baseball, you don't really watch the clock. Yeah. And I'm I, and I was watching the clock and I thought, well, maybe I'll get used to it. Maybe this is something that's just this is just par. This is what's coming. And I have no choice. And two years from now, if I'm still around, I'll 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 go, Oh, look at that. It's um, you know, it's I won't even notice the clock. It'll just be a part of the deal. And that's what they're counting on. And um I'm okay. Like I literally, I'm okay with everything that happens in the middle of the game. I'm okay with speeding the game up. I, I mean, I, I'll get used to it. I'm okay with that. And there's a rhythm. Yeah, okay, it's a little different. Okay, I'll adjust. Don't end the game on it though. That's a little. Well, if it's a rule, it's a rule. Get that, and that's the problem. Is you, sh- as an umpire or somebody that's supposed to be working in sports, those are things you kind of let go a little bit. I mean, if it's. Well, I'd be curious to see if in the season they let it go. They they have told them. Give him a warning. Well, they told them going in in spring. They said, hey, we're we're going to enforce this. Because there was a a story that was written by, I want to say Jason Stark, but it may have been someone else. And if it was Buster Olney or someone else, I apologize in the event that your family is listening uh, and you want credit for the story. Whoever wrote it, it was, hey, this is going to be a real crap show. Right. The whole spring. That the umpires had been told, enforce it. You think they're doing it in the spring just to make a point? There's no way you're going to be in a game three of the World Series and that go into extra innings because of that. I think they're doing it in the spring because Major League Baseball told them, by God, this spring, whatever you do, enforce it to the letter of the law. Now, does it change over the course of the season? I suspect that it kind of does. But this might be Major League Baseball's way of saying, hey, if we're going to survive, like Cole's in the thread, and he makes a good point. He says, good for the game in the long run. Love the pitch clock. Young people want the game to be faster. They, yeah. they, they, T and TV does not want these three hour and, 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 and 38 minute games. They want three hour games, right? You know, in, in minor league baseball, they implemented this a year ago. And by the end of the year, frankly, everybody was used to it. They're doing it in the college game. It's not even as fast as the big league game. And, and they're doing it to speed it up, to make it more palatable for television and we'll see. Yeah, I'm okay. Again, I'm okay with them doing it. I'm just not okay with them ending a game doing it. I guess the umpire's response, and I understand. I'm just kind of playing some devil's yeah. advocate. I think the umpire's response would be, "Well, 
It's the rule with one ball and two strikes. It's the rule in the third inning. Get in the box. Yeah. Get in the box. Be ready. Let's go. While we're talking about officiating and umpiring, also I thought this was very interesting uh, based on our last conversations that we've had on the podcast. The competition committee in the NFL met, and they reviewed 80 Eight zero roughing the quarterback calls. How many do you think they found uh, that were questionable? Out of eighty calls, question. <laughs> how do you? How many do, of those eighty do you think they they saw as a questionable call? Well, I know the answer because you ran this by me in pre-show. My answer at the time, I'll just give it again. Was I don't know. I would guess not many. Three. I would like to know what eighty calls that you saw, and that seventy-seven of the eighty were not questionable because I'm an offensive guy. I love, hey, thank you for my free 15. But I would go adventure, I would say almost 50% of them are now questionable because none of the penalties now are he let the ball go. Very few of them now are he let the ball go one, two, three extra steps and knocked the shit out of the quarterback, Mm -hmm. which was the whole point of the rule when it first got established. Now it's all, well, your body weight landed on him or – um, you grazed his helmet going by. You, you know, there's not, there's not really, truly, every one of these calls now are the questionable type. They're not. They're the, sending a very clear message to oh, the yeah. league, the, and the message is very simple. It is again, it's television, and it is people tune in and go to the games to see Lamar Jackson and yep. Josh Allen and that's and, true, and uh, Joe Burrow and and all those guys. That's that's why they're there. That's why they're there. It's critical that the, you go to see Patrick Mahomes, not to see the guy that backs up Patrick Mahomes. You, <laughs> you go to see uh, Justin Herbert, not the cat who backs up Justin Herbert. And so it's by God. Hey, look, everybody, we're going to do whatever we have to do to keep those people on the field. Yeah. So stop hitting them. And that's the message. And so defensive coordinators, essentially, when you, hear, when you read me that stat, and I'm with you, I, I like the game beating football. But if I'm a defensive coordinator going into mini camps, going into training camps, I'm scheming differently about what we do with quarterbacks, how we rush quarterbacks. Instead of hitting the quarterback, I'm trying to hit that, the, the ball. I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm getting in passing lanes with long arms. I'm I'm not. And and whatever you do when you hit him, you don't plow through him. You don't land on him. You just by God don't. Yeah, it's a. I don't think they're going to change. Or I wouldn't change as far as what I what I coach or schemes I came up with, I wouldn't change. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's that they let one go and they don't. Like, if, if you watch the XFL, I know you probably haven't watched any more of it. Uh, maybe you have. I haven't. They, they, the roughing the pasture call is is back to the way it used to be. <laughs> they don't. And those, but those, it's, but it's, those quarterbacks aren't household names. I know, but they will, they will uh, let you get away with a little bit more mm-hmm. in that one. Um, hilarious because we taped on Thursday. AJ and those guys played uh, Thursday night, and he was mic'd up. And on the one of the last drives of the game, they're pl- they're running zero blitz, and he knows he's just going to get hit, and he's buying time, and they got a free rusher. He buys time, buys time, delivers it, and he gets – I'm talking about prototypical on Sundays, roughing the pass. I'm talking about he kind of jumps a little bit to try to get over the guy's head and gets buried full weight in the body. He goes, he's my He's like, ooh. Yeah. He's like, oh, God dang it. Oh, that, that hurts. 
<laughs> and then it hurts bad enough where he couldn't uh, couldn't even go celebrate with his teammates. And I was messing with him afterwards. I said they had you mic'd up on that uh, on that next to last touchdown pass when you got hit. He goes, dude. He goes, that was a that was a top five shot I ever got right there. Yeah, he goes, that one that one stung. He goes, he had to remember that he was mic'd up and not drop some other words. But in the NFL, people tune in to see the quarterbacks. Yeah. And they're going to protect them. If you're really a football junkie, because I know we do have some on here to listen. I am, obviously. It's really pretty cool, um, XFL, to have the volume up. Mm-hmm. You can listen to the coordinators call the plays. And you listen to the quarterback deliver the message in the huddle. And listen to how complex the play call is and then go in. And it's fun for me because there's a lot of – uh, a lot of knowledge that's – a lot of term, terms that are universal, I guess, and so able to know what the play is before it's snapped uh, is a lot of fun. And then you watch Stoops and those guys, they've kind of – because, like, June Jones, he is the uh, offensive coordinator for uh, Seattle, and he does not care. He, he will call his full offense, but, like, Stoops is coaching in Arlington, and his coaches are straight wristbanding everything so nobody can understand their terminology – some of these guys don't care. They're just, they're just telling terminology. And uh, Jordan Tamu, who played quarterback at Ole Miss, yeah, was here. So they're running more of a college style offense to where they're communicating, you know, plays up front and terminology up front. When the course of a regular game in a college, you can get away with it because no TV copy picks up your your verbiage, right? And so it's all you can get away with it week to week. What they're over there calling, you know yelling their verbiage out to their offensive line, and he's mic'd up. I mean, the next team can watch the TV copy and know everything you're yeah, running. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's going to be interesting to see if they change it up or whatever they have to do moving forward. And the more you change it up, the more people have to think. And the yeah. more you have to think, the On slower the sh- you go. And with a shorter time being together, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty interesting as far as that goes. So it's uh, that part's good. A.J. played well um, Thursday night. They won, came back. So he's led two back-to-back game-winning drives in two games. He's a pretty good quarterback. He's he's playing. He played really. He played a lot better than did week one. Um, he played he played really well. He needs to get some help, man. You know, offensive line play was a little better this week, really across the league. And uh, but receiver play, man. I mean, like it's like they all got a bunch of dudes with no ball skills. Nobody can catch. Yeah, it's wild. A lot of drop balls. A lot of drop balls. Um, I have not watched that though. I. I I thought of you yesterday. Uh, I was maybe it was Saturday. We were getting Carson some lunch between games, and um, they had. They were, it was supposed to be was it Pocono? Was that where NASCAR was? No, they were in California. <laughs> yeah, they were supposed to be in California, <laughs> oh, the but, other coast. But it got weather. Yeah, they had snow, rain, everything in in, in L.A. And so they were replaying on the big screen, and I wanted to watch the um, Alabama Arkansas basketball game. Yeah, but. On the big screen, they were replaying the Daytona 500. I'm like, I can tell you who won. <laughs> can we flip? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big replay, NASCAR uh, replay guy. Kyle Busch won yesterday. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you, you were excited about that. I got back from uh, Tupelo from soccer and changed and went to the gym, and I ran the second half of the Mavericks-Lakers game. Okay. I said, I'm going to run till it's over, and I was so glad it didn't go to overtime because I was toast. Um, that's what I did. I did. I did not realize there was a NASCAR game. The Lakers were down twenty-seven, came back and won. Though it was pretty interesting to watch 
one team get hot and then Dallas's offense with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, two of the best offensive players to ever play. Offense had no flow at all. None. Zero. He's like, what are we, what are you doing? Luka would just like dribble the clock down. Then he would pass it to Kyrie and then Kyrie would pass it to somebody else. I'm like, so you got you two dudes on the floor and the dudes that are taking the big shots are dudes not named Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. Probably not the plan. No, definitely not the plan. I'm gonna check in with Ken. Go ahead. Yeah, make sure just make sure he's got the link. I emailed it to him at the email address that you sent. And I had that email previously, so I don't know. He literally it. just texted me. He said, hang on one second. Okay. Um while we're waiting on him, <laughs> he's having fun this week. Uh your your Chicago Bears reported reportedly yep. leaning towards moving the number one pick. What's your thoughts? Um, it's what I've kind of thought all along, which is if you believe that Justin Fields is your quarterback. You have to move the pick. You have to auction it off to the highest bidder. And with so many teams in the top six to nine looking for a quarterback, you probably can get a ransom at for, uh, for that pick. I'm getting as much as I can. I'm trying to move down as little as I can. If I'm them, the one that makes the most sense is the Colts at four. The Colts really want that pick. You could fall to four. You're still going to get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter at four because quarterback's going to go one. Whoever trades for one is taking a quarterback. Houston's going to take a quarterback um, at two. Probably going to be another quarterback yeah, at two. And Houston might trade up. Houston might go, hey, we cannot run the risk of not getting our guy. I think I would. That's And, and that's their ideal world, right? Yeah, I've started looking at it a little bit from a quarterback perspective, I don't know if there is a – what's the best way to say this? I don't know if there is a – and there may end up being one that develops, but it would be very hard for me to distinguish who the best quarterback prospect is. I think they all got strengths and weaknesses. Um, well, you know what is coming this week? It's the Underwear Olympics. And – The combine starts tomorrow for everybody who doesn't know what that means. Anthony Richardson, whose stock is already – skyrocketing before <laughs> the underwear Olympics get rolling. He's probably going to have an incredible workout. He's uh, going to look like 80 gazillion dollars. I mean this in the non-sexual way, but he's going to look amazing. And all these NFL guys are going to look at that dude. What's he? Six, four and a half, almost oh, six, pretty, five. He's a beautiful he's thing. He's 230 some odd pounds of basically no body fat. He's got all the skills in the world, can throw the absolute hell out of the ball. Some team's going to fall in love, and somebody in one of those offices is going to say, that's our guy. Or it's going to be Will Levis. Or some team's going to absolutely decide that, nope, Bryce Young is the it dude. Give us Bryce Young. So he's about to try to get on right now. Okay. Um, And if that's the case, if you're the Bears, that's the greatest news in the world. You want... You want quarterback stock to go up, but you want one or two of these guys to emerge. You Actually, if you're the Bears, you want one guy to emerge as the guy that everybody has to have. Look, Anthony Richardson is going to throw the ball like a – I mean, he is going to wow. There's there's a lot to be wild about. There's a sure. lot to be – but it all goes back to, like, from a touch perspective. He, he can't layer the throws like everybody – like you need to do at that level. And he can throw it through you. But he can't layer the throws. Accuracy is going to be an issue. Same thing with C.J. Stroud. Accuracy is going to be an issue. Bryce Young is going to be arm strength and size. 
you know, Will Levis is going to be, he's going to have all the tools. Mm-hmm. You know, Will Levis is going to jump up these boards. Yep. He's going to have all the tools, but you're going to, why didn't you do it in college? That's going to be the question for him, right? Yep. Yep. Everybody's got these questions. And it makes me think, there's my guy, makes me think, you know, what about next year? Let's see if we can get him on here. Hey, you got me? Look at this guy right here, man. What's up, Ken? What's up? Hey, just remind yourself, uh, you are live. Oh, I got it. All right, well, <laughs> in that case, uh, Neil, I, I, I want you to know how excited I am to be on with you. Um, I didn't know uh, I didn't know Siski was going to be here, but good to see you, Siski. Hey, how about the – I didn't know you were going to show up today, man. You got, got your – you got your new hairdo going, man. You got, you, I mean, did you get a fresh cut? I did get a cut, not for this, but I, I, you know, <laughs> we, had, we had Mardi Gras last week, and you know, you you, uh, you got to throw on, you got to throw on the, you know, the suit and do the whole thing. And we we uh, predicted this thing would go off the rails very quickly today when you when you when you got on here, so. <laughs> So we're going to try to get like get the football questions out of the way before it goes off the rails. For people that don't know, and all three of us have now lived in Mobile at different at parts of our lives, Mobile shuts That's down right. for like a freaking month. Yeah. When Laura and I first moved to Mobile, we were so stunned. Like, like we had all these friends that were like, we, we moved onto a street in downtown Midtown Mobile, and all these young couples that had, were from Mobile that we got to know, and Mardi Gras rolled around, and all of a sudden they're gone. And we're like, where, where did everybody go? Like, what's the deal? And it, it, it just goes on and on and on. You're like, when does it end? And then it ends, and then everybody gets back to normal. What did you do for Mardi Gras this year? Uh, well, we had, uh, let's see. You know, we, did, uh, we didn't do as much of the parades and stuff. Um, uh, we went to, went to a couple of them. Uh, I did a few more, like, you know, it's one thing. So, all right, we've got like 40 parades, right, that, that happen and all these different crews that, that, you know, they have a parade. But more than the parade, they have a ball afterwards, right? And so you have the parade and then you finish the parade and then you go to the ball, right? And in Mobile, you, you wear, for most of them, you wear a tails, right? So you have a yep. tux or you have tails where, you know, the true like penguin tails, all that stuff. Um, do, you own a t- do you own a tux or did you have to go rent one? Well, you, you got to rent, you, you rent one. I, I didn't, and, and I actually didn't do the tux deal. I didn't oh. do the tails this year. I didn't. Okay. I went to the, I went to some stuff that I could wear a suit to only, but that's what I was getting at is there's, there's way more than just the ball itself. So like going in on the front end of the parade, you have, um, they have what they call den parties, right? So each of these crews have, you know, these dens, it's like, you know, the Elks Lodge, you know what I mean? Basically right downtown. Um, and, and you're doing all that stuff where you have like a party beforehand and then they have what they call barn parties and the barn parties is all their, um, like all their floats are in these barns and they have a whole party where they just, everybody goes, you dress casual, kids all come out, hang out and they're just, filling their floats. So they're putting all their beads on, they're putting all their other stuff and getting ready for Mardi Gras. So like, so each crew has like four or five parties leading into the ball itself, you know? Um, so a lot of cool things to do in Mobile for that month. All right. So before we get this thing off the rails, um, I want to get your thoughts. Um, 
because I know they discussed at the AFCA convention that, that that high level meeting that only the head coaches get to go to. Yeah. Um. So, the new clock rules that yeah. are being proposed. Okay, I'm good. I'm all. We just had a whole clock discussion about baseball before you got on. Um, this new rule, specifically the clock running after an incomplete pass. Can you please give me your thoughts on that? Yeah. I. I so okay. The. You know, there there's two two reasons, right, of, of why they're wanting to speed the game up. Okay, one, there's, they're talking about player safety, um, and and I, and I think you know maybe there is some 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 truth to that. I think the bigger thing that I'm hearing is they they want the, the TV revenue, right? From from that standpoint, it's about money. It's about TV deals and revenue and all that stuff. The difference in a player playing three to four more plays a game. Obviously, any more plays, right? There is certain amount of risk, but we're not talking about 25 reps a game or, or less. We're talking about minutes. We're talking about time that has to be filled up on national TV. And that's really what this thing comes down to. So within that, um, what we have to understand, and I'm, I'm for it. I, I get it. I understand why that's, why that's important. And, and, you know, that's what pays the bills. And, and so, okay, if we're all on the same page, that's, that's what it is. Um, but the, but if you, if you, uh, a couple things were proposed, right. Running, running clock, um, after, after first downs, cool. that, that makes sense. The running after an incomplete pass completely changes the game of football and it's not going to happen. So I know. Do I have your guarantee on that? It's not going to happen. <laughs> so now that you're I, a head I, coach I, and you've won 10 games as a head coach, do I have your guarantee that I can sleep well at night knowing that Kane Womack is not going to allow that rule to pass. Yeah, I don't want to say I'm the decision maker. You know what I mean? But, but one of them, you know what I mean? I would, I would think, right? There's some street cred that's been built up there. So you know, there's I, a there, there's another easy fix to some of this, and I'm I'm you can basically just adopt a lot of the NFL time rules. They've got it down to a science. Yeah. And then the other thing, and we were at your game against Troy and Mobile back in October, and <laughs> I know what you're about to say. I mean, look. I won't say that I was told that I might be hauled <laughs> off to prison if I kept threatening the TV timeout guy, but when the TV timeout's three and a half minutes or whatnot, and like you have one and then there's two plays and then the coach calls timeout, like, okay, well, let's do it again for four and a half minutes. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a way to, I mean, the, for the people in the stadium, those stoppages are kind of like, man, you were into the game and now, now, now the game sl- slows down. There are ways to do this to take some minutes off the clock, but. I, I get that, that that's what pays the bills. And that Kane, you probably don't even realize this because you were in game whatever. But me and me and Neil were dying on the sideline because I don't remember if it was the first half or the second half, but whatever it was, it was the first. It was the first half. Y'all had had a very long drive, and then they got the ball and went on a very long drive. And so I'm talking about like taking up a ton of the first half. Yep. And yeah. they felt the need in the last minute of her, her minute and a half of the first half to run like every time there was a incomplete pass down there it was a TV. Well, no, the, the deal. The guy said because I asked and he goes, "We got to get seven of them in before halftime," <laughs> and they'd not gotten any of them in because, like you said, the first two drives of the game were like super long, time consuming yeah. drives, and so they're like, hey, "We got to squeeze these in." And so the second quarter was so discombobulated with yeah. with TV timeouts and. Well, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, and and you're you know you're given. You're giving us defensive guys, right? Time to draw things up on the board, and you know, low, lower scoring 
in games and all this. I mean, what that game was 10 to six or whatever, you know, so not only was it slow, but there, there wasn't a whole lot happening uh, offensively in that game, but to go back to the point before, all right. You know, even, even if you think about um, running clock after first downs, these, what's going to happen. And, and as a defensive guy, I'm, I'm okay with this. Let those, those stats are going to look better next year. But those stats are going to look better. But I think the biggest thing that you're going to see are these games where you're down 21 points in the fourth quarter. You're going to have less of those big comebacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be an NFL needed, game. You needed every second possible from the middle of the third, whatever, to the fourth, because you were down 24 points, something like that, to be able to come back and win that game. You're just going to have less of those gigantic comebacks it changes now, your clock management too do what it changes your game management at the end of the games it has too well it, i think what it'll create right is more opportunities to go forward on fourth down right those things the analytics are only going to go up because the analytics are all based off of possessions how many possessions do you get a game and trying to find more ways to get those possessions that that equal points right right <clears throat> so you know we're already i mean hell we're 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 pretty aggressive when it comes to, to fourth down opportunities. Nobody talked about this a year you? ago, but at the at the end of the regular, I know as a defensive guy, right? But but I, I believe in the numbers, you know. Um, at, you know, at the end of the regular season a year ago, um, I'm sorry, two 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 years ago, we were we were number one in the country in fourth down attempts. We were ahead of Ole Miss, um, and then they jumped us in the bowl game in fourth down attempts. You know, so. I'm I'm all for it, all of those things, but but I do think when you start looking at running clocks after a first down made, you know it, it's going to be more of the the comebacks like you see in the NFL than you do it, it hit the last couple of years in college football. If you change the incomplete pass deal, this is a different style of game entirely. Would you um, Would you like to go? Would you like to? Did Did they come in the room when that when they said that in the head coaches meeting? Did you Did anyone in the room go? Who came up with this idea? And, yeah, you know, every, I think every, there was, I think, I think this is what happened. I think <laughs> they brought it up. We all knew where it was coming from. Right. But then everybody was like, no, 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 we can't do that. And then the offensive guys got even louder. No, no, no. And the defensive guys went, well, <laughs> you know, no, 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 we can't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Made you pause. See, your, your defense starts I, looking I, really I good. You know what I mean? If we can make this work, yeah. you know. They were like, you know, kind of, now the more I think about it, <laughs> not so not so bad, not so yeah. bad. We go from giving up thirty five points a game to giving up six points a game. I mean, hell, I'm going to get a raise. It, it, <laughs> it felt like to me they added that in so that you could. It was a built in compromise, right? That's not going to happen. But we'll get the other stuff in this way and 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 make it where everybody feels like they won something. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm serious. It's it's not. I mean, the, yeah. the incomplete kind of thing is not going to happen. You just made me feel better. I can go home and sleep better tonight because you said that. Thank you. Yeah. I, you're, I'm taking your sure guarantee that it's not happening. So You, you know. feel that strongly about it. Yeah. It was weighing oh, on your God, he's he's been so worked up about uh, it. it. He was really, emotional it throwing really, stuff. He, he dropped about 70 F-bombs. We I, I, got, I got a letter. 40, 42. I dropped 42 F-bombs in one episode when that rule came out. I got a letter going, hey, you're going to have to put an explicit by the by the label on your show. And I'm like, hey, Tyler, you've got to dial this down a little, hey, buddy. And, hey, I, I, got my, I got my son's second grade private school class listening to this show right now. So this oh, goes, what I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't say anything. I did 
nigga. I went the whole show last show without dropping an F-bomb. Aren't you proud of me? That's a real feat right there. It is a victory. It is a feat. For for your boy. All right, let me ask. let's, Let's go. Let's jump to recruiting real quick. If you could change one, since you're such a rules aficionado and you're getting shit done now, uh, well, there went that one. So since you're getting stuff done now, um, what if you could change one recruiting rule, just one recruiting rule, what would it be? Um, I think, I think, um, I, m- me personally, I think I would, I would like to be able to sign players year round. Oh. Um, and and here here here's why not have some a of, not have a signing day, not have a signing day. Okay. Right? Some of, some of it is efficiency and 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 you know people don't like to use the word roster management at the college level, but that's that's what we're doing. Um, <laughs> we're, we're we're GMs now as head coaches, right? We're managing our roster as best we can. Um, and so any any tool in the toolkit that helps us manage the roster year round. I'm for that. Right. Um, and, and so some of it is, is that some of it is, I think there's a, a moral fiber um, of, of college football that we need to pr- protect. And we're sitting here and you know, we talk about these commitments, right. And we say, okay, well, you're committed. You commit to us on June 22nd. And then you hold that commitment for a young man for six more months while grown men are doing everything they can to get that young man to break his commitment. Right. Um, and then when he's committed to you, you're talking about commitment, how important it is and the foundation and marriages and all these other things, right. You're a man of your word. And then you're literally taking your other phone and going like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, there's always ways out of things and people make mistakes and you didn't have all the information on June 22nd that you have on October 31st. Right. But what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, if, a, if, if, if I want to make a commitment, all right, on my end to a player with a scholarship offer, I'm going to hand him that piece of paper that he can sign and accept that offer right then and there and vice versa. So now there is an ability for one, me to immediately go, I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to sign a left tackle in the 2024 class. I know I'm going to sign that left tackle because I did it on June 22nd. Also, that left tackle knows I'm not going to get dropped like – I mean, I recruited, there were, there were two, actually there were left tackles, a great example. There were two left tackles that we recruited at the end uh, of the cycle in late January that were dropped by power five programs and had no idea about it until a day or two before signing day. Those things won't happen. So the moral fiber of, of college recruiting gets better and, and your ability to address needs there and now uh, get better. Let me ask you this. You have a really good team. You have a bunch of guys back that played a lot of snaps for a team that won 10 games, 11 games, games, 10 games. How much – I know you don't want to name names. I'm not asking you to name names. I'm not even asking you to even remotely refer to what geographic area. But how much tampering happened with your roster that you had to deal with? Yeah, I mean, I would say um, six guys. I mean, here's the deal. And, well – I don't, I don't, I don't, I probably need, don't need to say these things publicly, right? Please, but we're live. You know, some of our, yeah, we're live, right? This, this is, this is going out. Uh, the good yeah. news, the good There's news, no, editing came, no one's listening. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. yeah. Well, let me preface mom, don't tell anybody. Okay. But, yeah, there you uh, go. Uh, uh, but, uh, but outside of that, you know, we, some of our best players are, are, are sophomores, you know what I mean? Rising juniors. And so, 
you know, when, when you get those guys that are, that are all conference, all American type players, right. That, that have that, you know, you, you gotta be able to hold on to those guys. So there was some tampering um, here. Here's, here's really what I think is happening in college locker rooms right now. I think, I think, Guys are sitting around and they're going, okay, I, you know, I like what I'm, my, I'm, I'm treated well. We're winning here. We got good resources. All those things. I'm, I'm staying. Are you staying? Okay, I'm, I'm. Yeah, we're both staying. All right, good. And then in the other locker room, right, there's a guy going like, you know, hey, I, I think things are okay here. And one guy goes, well, yeah, but you're not thinking about X, Y, Z, right? And an opportunity that we could, you know, on the other side of the, the, the fence, there's greener pastures and all that stuff. It's I'm going. Are you going? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go. We're, we're all going to go. And that's what's happening, right? It's, it's like a mob mentality. And so the, the, the cool thing is right now, you know, teams with good cultures are, are, are winning, right? And you're, you're able to retain your players, you know, right now. And I guess I'm bragging a little bit, but we didn't lose one player that we didn't want to lose. Uh, um, you know, we're, we're retaining all of our best players. The scary thing is, all it takes is one day of a bad mob mentality, right? And you, you could lose three or four guys. So, so how do you uh, avoid that day? Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't have a great answer other than you do as best you can for them. All right. Uh, uh, quality of life and financially, it's the same thing for coaches and it's the same thing for players, right? Build them a quality of life and do as best you can for them financially. And if it, if it's not through, uh, you know, payment and their salaries, then it's through uh, dinners and, you know, hangouts and experiences and taking your coaches out on fishing trips and, you know, whatever it is, right? Same deal with your players, right? You just, you created a culture that, that they're able to enjoy quality of life and then you do as best you can for them financially uh, across the board. And then, you know, there's a little bit of a sweet spot of like, you want <laughs> – you want to get great players and great coaches, but but also not to the point to where they're so damn good that you're going to lose them. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have a better answer other than, like, there's just that sweet spot of getting really good football players that are good for you and maybe not great for somebody else that they're willing to spend $150,000 that you don't have. So when, when, when your dad was coaching, it was about program building. When you were with Tom Allen, probably at Indiana, it was still about program building. It's been a short period of time. Is it now? I know you're still building a program, but how much have you? You mentioned being a GM. How much of it is is now team building as opposed to program building year to year as opposed to over a you know a four or five year period? Like, uh, yeah, ab absolutely. It's it it is swung in that direction, right? It, it it is team building, right? Because you have to have the the you know, you have to have the bodies, right, that can perform, the guys that can do the job and do the work. Once you have enough guys that are over that threshold, that's the first thing. Find enough guys that, that are uh, – are they above the threshold or below the threshold to be able to do their job at a high level, right? And if you have enough guys that are above the line, now that's to me where your culture is better than everybody else's culture that's above this line, right? But if somebody else has a, a – a, a program where their culture, they, they've got enough above the line guys and you've got below the line guys, but you got a really good culture. Well, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like they're still going to kick your ass on, on Saturday. So what I think is the teams that are managing their roster to have above the line talent, but then they're also got a culture and a process and a procedure 
that is better than the team that they have to face. That to me is, is why we won 10 games. And we talk about it all the time. We got good players, right? But we feel like we're with those good players. Our procedures are better than their procedures. Our standard is better than their standard. And we're holding that to a more consistent basis than the next team throughout the season. All right. Um, This is one of my last serious football questions before we start getting off the rails a little bit, but all kidding aside, um, you, you won 10 games at South Alabama, went 10 and two in the regular season. And you're, you're five points away from being, I mean, you lost both games by combined five points. You know, you're going into year three, you got like 20, 19 or 20 starters coming back. You're going into year three. What are you doing this off season to kind of keep the edge and keep, keep them hungry and things like that? What are you, I know that's probably one of your your biggest challenges and what you're trying to do this off season. I mean, it, it is the challenge, right? It's, it's the number one thing, um, you know, um, in some ways, and it wasn't fun, but getting your ass kicked in a bowl game helps a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, you, you have this great season, you go 10 and two in the regular year, you, you lose by one point to UCLA. Um, and, and frankly, I, you know, that was, that was, there was a poor decision on my part at the end of that game, right. That we, we could have won that game. Um, and then, you know, you lose to, to five um, at or what, by four, 10 yeah, to six, right, your rival. So all those things, right, point in the right direction to where our guys go, man, like. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We won 10 games, but, you know, we haven't won a conference championship. We didn't even get to win our side of the league because the two best teams in our league were us and Troy, and Troy had the head-to-head. We were both 7-1, and one, the only two 7-1 and one teams in the league. It's the first time in Sunbelt history that a 7-1 and one team has not made it to the championship game. Um, so, so there's some of those things, but the messaging in our building – is every person needs to crank the dial up just a little bit, right? To get us to where we want to go. What we did in 2022, you go look at our season upcoming, right? We open up with Tulane on September 2nd, first game of the year. We go to Oklahoma State. We play Central Michigan um, uh, back here. They'll be a little bit better than they were a year ago. On the other side of the league, we're playing Marshall and James Madison, both really good football teams. Congratulations. A year ago, 
is not good enough for 2023, right? So everybody has to crank the dial forward for us to be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And, you know, uh, there, there, there's more out there. I mean, this, this team, you know, 10 wins was awesome, but there, there is a lot of opportunity for great growth, especially when you got, you know, 20 returning starters. I no doubt. Cause I mean, at the end of the, I mean, the other thing is you've, you've kept your coaches intact. Um, even I know they've been attacked. <laughs> they've been attacked and you've, I'm telling you, we're, we're holding both sides of the transfer portal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you want to talk about, you want to talk about some battles. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, now that I got a couple of friends that are head coaches, you know, mo- this time of year, it's not about the portal. It's about their coaches and portal. They're trying to, trying to keep up when you got good coaches, they, you know, people want to come get them. So I know that's a, that's a fun uh, conversation. Well, and that's why I really, that's why I kind of talk about it the same. You ask about transfer portal and I'm talking about coaches and players. It's the same thing. You pay them as much as you can and you provide a quality of life better than the the next guy can provide them. Right. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that you're not, you know, holding guys accountable to some pretty high standards and expectations. And when they don't meet them, there's some some unpleasant conversations you got to have with players and coaches that, that you go to a South Alabama practice. It's not like I'm, I'm, you know, running around, you know, with, with a kind, uh, voice and spirit all the time. Oh, you're, it you're, just, you, you seem very soft at practice. You seem very, very yeah. kind, very loving. Yeah, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. You don't need to get anybody's rear end. They're, you're, they, you, they get enough. Get any, I don't need to get any grittier, uh, you know, <laughs> than, than where we are right now. But, um, but I will say to that point, right. It really is about, you know, especially at the group of five level, I have, I've got a lot of coaches that, that, that are going to, you know, their best football is ahead of them and their best opportunities are ahead of them. And I want to hold on to them for as long as I can, you know, and we're doing that right now. Thank God. Yeah. All right. During the season, how many hours of sleep do you get during, during the season on a given night? Cause I know you, you've, you've done the grind. You've, yeah. especially at Indiana, I know you were, you're rolling, but what? How many hours of sleep is Kane Womack getting on a Tuesday night? In are you the counting now? Are you counting whether I'm watching Netflix at the office or at home? I mean, either one. <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm not going to bring it up, but do you still? Oh, I guess I am. Have you changed? Have you changed? Are you still using my logins? What logins? To Hulu. <laughs> oh yeah, Hulu. I, I, you know what? I probably dang. I need to. What was the password? <laughs> when Kane when Kane came to uh when Kane <laughs> came back to South as a defensive coordinator, I went over to his house and he was like showing me because uh, Melissa and them I was trying to get all the stuff in there and I I looked on his deal and I was over at his house or something and Hulu was up hell it was in my my login was still in there so I was like now <laughs> I was like that was like that was like five years ago. Um, binge watching Hulu episodes ever since. Um, no, I, I, um, you know, it varies by the day. So we're a morning practice team, right? Yeah. So being a morning practice team changes on the front end of the week, you have to grind a little bit. Um, but on the back end of the week, when you get to like Wednesday evening, you know, our coaches can get home in time for dinner come Thursday our coaches are getting out of here, you know, at, at maybe even two o'clock. Let's go. Um, coordinators, I keep a little bit longer because we do a we do a coordinator meeting that is an overall game plan. Like, all right, this is what we said on Sunday. We had to do keys to victory to win the game. But are we all on the same page about X, Y, Z? So that's about an hour and a half meeting with me, my coordinators, my assistant head coach, 
uh, Matt Shadid, who's the strength coach, you know. Um, but to that point, um, on the front end of the week, you know, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting right at five hours. On the back end of the week, I'm getting six and a half, you know what I mean? And then come Saturday, if we have a night game, I, you know, try to crash Friday night, you know. Yeah. No, I know. Try to get eight hours. Are you are you someone who can sleep the night before a game, or do you wake up thinking about the game over and over and over, and your brain just goes too fast to sleep? I I, I have a um, I sleep fine the night before. I always have, um, but the but after the game, win or loss, I have a hard time going to sleep. You know, just because you're now you have all this information about how to get better as a team, whether you won the game or lost the game. And so, like, that's the stuff that keeps me up. So on the front end of the week, however you want to look at it, right, back end, front end, right, from Saturday night on to, like, Tuesday night, those are the those are the hardest nights. All right, let's talk a little recruiting. Um, what's the farthest you've ever had to travel to go see a recruit? Um, I guess uh, – when I was at Indiana, I went to Los Angeles. Um, that was probably the farthest. I was going to. You fit right on in out there, huh? Do what? You fit right on in in LA. Well, I had the pants for it. You know what I mean already. So I had the Lulu pants, and you know that. And, and I wear Vans everywhere, so you know, it better, better than I fit in in in, in some rural areas of of Alabama, Mississippi. I can say that for sure. Um, but uh, but no, I. I I went out, um, went out, recruited that area, went to like L.A., went to a couple of the private schools that were pretty, pretty awesome out there, flew up to San Francisco, all that stuff. Um, I was going to (laughs) this is great. I was going to recruit a kid in Canada. um, And that week I went down to Atlanta and uh, and went to go have dinner um, with with a couple coaches uh, that night. And I parked, I, I parked the at a Waffle House right next to like this nice restaurant because I was like there was no parking. I wasn't going to pay a ton for the valet. <laughs> so long story short, somebody came in and broke into my car and took all my stuff, including my passport. <laughs> so so you you valet next time? Do what? So you valet from now on? I valet from now on because the girl in the Waffle House she came in, and and I know we're live, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make the joke here. So. <laughs> So like she walks in and she was like, she was like, was that your car out there? Yada, yada. And this and that I was like, yeah, it was. And she was like, well, she's like, they broke your shit. They took your shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me. That sucks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, so anyway, has I, Corey, uh, has Corey ever told you uh, the story? Corey Batoon is defense coordinator. Tori, Corey ever told you the story about uh, our field house at Joan at Arkansas state getting broken into and, my wedding ring and his wedding ring both got stolen out of our lockers. No. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, how did that happen? During the spring, okay. have I told you the story? I don't think so. During the spring, um, we practiced like a late Friday and we had a scrimmage on Saturday. We practiced Friday, had a scrimmage on Saturday. So, we had to go watch the film and get a call sheet for the uh, scrimmage done. And so, we go in right after practice, whatever, and then we go down to shower. What's ten thirty at night? Ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. We got to be back up there at like seven. So I was like, I'd take my watch off and ring and all that stuff, and just left it in in my in my locker. I mean, nothing's ever been stolen. And uh, <clears throat> Corey did the same thing. So uh, sometime in the middle of the night, somebody broke in the facility, 
and took the and took our uh, rings and everything else. Well, they never found anything, and then that was like in April. When then November, for whatever reason, I was giving Corey a ride home, and we were getting ready for a road trip, and so we both had to stop at the uh, at the dry cleaners to pick up uh, suits and stuff from the dry cleaners on yeah. the way home on Thursday after practice. And we get there, and you know how Corey Corey is very calm, very I call him the voice of reason. Um, he's never going to get too high, too low. And we're sitting there, and he's looking at me. He gives me this look of like he's – when he gives you this look when you know he's pissed, um, but he doesn't really say anything. And then he goes – he walks – he doesn't say anything to me. He walks up to the to the lady taking our, you know, money and getting our stuff. And he goes, excuse me, ma'am, may I please see the manager? And she's like, sure, is there any problem? He goes, no, I'd just like to speak to the manager. And so the manager comes up, and he's like, yes, sir, is there a problem? He goes, yes, sir, there is. She's wearing my wedding ring. And, and the la- no, the lady that at the dry cleaners, this is like front, this was in November. It got stolen in like April. And I'm, I, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm like, I'm doing with these numbers. <laughs> and um, he's like, well, you can't, you can't say that. You, you know, that's an accusation. He goes, he goes, that's my family crest. And so unless she's a batoon, that's my red wedding ring. If you take it off, it's got this engraved in the, in the inside and he made her take it off and, that's how he got his wedding ring back. How about that? You're kidding me. No, I swear. It happened. Wow. Ask Corey about it. It's good. All right. So did you ever find your family no. crest? <laughs> no, I did not have a, I did have a gold. Because when I got married, gold was cheap, right? Hey, from Alabama. They don't have family we don't, crest. Yeah, we it's we a, don't have, I mean, come on. Our family crest They can't was, even spell crest. I our mean, family crest was a, a Marlboro Red Pack. You yeah, know, yeah, it was, yeah. was, was going to say yeah, it was a, a Budweiser, right? Yeah. Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what our family crest was. <laughs> All right, so Kane, Kane, I, I got a question about this because this is this is beautiful. Um, little known fact about Kane Womack and his his uh, hospitality is every single time a uh, visiting team comes and visits, comes to Mobile and gets ready to play, he sends beer and pizza over to the hotel uh, for the visiting coaches. All right, I got two questions. One, has anybody ever turned this down from you? And then two, have has anybody returned the favor? So if you've gone somewhere, have they given you anything? Um, okay. Somebody has turned me down. Um, Do you really? Say, Do you want to say who? I, I'm not going to say who. Um, <laughs> I know who. <laughs> you know who, right? That's why I asked the but, question. <laughs> is that why you asked the question? Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you turn me down, um, I assume you don't like pizza and beer, so I send you pudding cups and juice boxes <laughs> because maybe that's a little bit more your flair. Um, so we, we uh, I've had I've had two two people, uh, one each year, my first year here and, and second year here, uh, that turned us down, and and so they they got pudding cups and juice boxes. That is great. And- so they turned you down on what grounds? I mean, why was it? Is they, they they wanted to be fiercely competitive, or what was it? Uh, one of them. So it's actually really funny. One of them was like, I think, just like taken back by it. Like, ah, I'm not taking pizza and beer. They probably, you know, put something. <laughs> which eventually, I'm going to utilize this. You know what I mean? Throw, the whole staff's going to be throwing up in national championship games. <laughs> I'm just waiting on my moment. But then, um, but then the other one does so much pizza and beer for his staff before the game anyway. That was like, "Hey, man, you're wasting your time. We already got, we already got too much stuff." <laughs> so, so both, both, uh, uh, both happened, uh, and uh, 
we ended up winning both games, but uh, but I did send them. Send Has them anybody ever returned the favor? Like you've gone on the road, uh, have you received anything? Because I never in my entire career, this has never happened to anyone. Nobody's ever given us anything. We had a couple, um, there are a couple, couple guys in the Sun Belt that we have. Uh, um, we've got an agreement that when when you go to their place, they have a, uh, they send send you a, a beverage. Uh, I mean, you know, this the, is Buster. I was in the Sun Belt forever. Just, Nobody just ever did a, that for us. Just a nice parting gift amongst a couple Sun Belt coaches that you know, kind of a good deal. It's We're, such a good league, the Sun Belt. We we talked about it before the season. It was one of the. Yeah. We, we got a lot of predictions right. We got a lot of predictions wrong. It was the one that we got right was, hey, I know everybody watches the SEC, and you get it. But if you're looking for another league to watch that's sneaky good, it's kind of SEC light, as uh, John Summerall said the other day, it's, it's the, it's the Sun Belt. In a league that's that good, so many good young coaches, you're one of them, with bright futures who are on everybody's watch list and hot boards when jobs open up and all that stuff, is it? I know you're super competitive naturally, but is it hard to keep the friendships with those guys, knowing that you're not only competing against each other on the field, but you might be competing against each other for who gets the first big multi-million dollar deal at one of the big Power Five schools that you all privately look at? Well, no, I, you know, there, I'm sure there's some of it. Trust me, the reason why I hate John Summerall is not because he's not a good coach, it's because he's a terrible person. That's really what it comes down to, right? So just so we're all on the same page, right? Um, he spoke you know, so John, highly of you, and then you do that, and it's just it makes me wonder. I mean, I, I like feels like games are getting played because John was like Kane. Kane is Santa Claus meets the Easter Bunny, and you put them together, <laughs> and then you add the Pope, and he's right there. <laughs> he he meant that in the worst possible way too. You know, the like, worst way. Oh um, no, he he. Uh, so you know, we we actually didn't we didn't do this on purpose, but we ended up we vacationed together in the in the summertime at the, the y'all y'all know the Grand Hotel right and down in Point Clear all that stuff. I've heard of it. Down there, hanging out. <laughs> You know, yeah, we're, we're poor. We can't do that stuff. <laughs> that's, where, that's, where, that's where all you rich people go. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm, I stay at the Motel 6 up in uh, Daphne. I forgot. It's, it, that's, that's the place I go to get away from people like Sister. <laughs> right? um, you know, uh, anyway, no, I, I really like, I mean, you know, it is where it is. I mean, we, we are. This is, this is a good league. I mean, this is. I'll say this: There's going to be somebody from the Sun Belt's going to play in a in a uh, New Year's Six bowl game. You know, what I mean, in the next in the next year or two here, or you know, I guess two years from now, right? Somebody's going to be in that playoffs from from uh, from this league, and it it is it's good ball. The quality of high school player that we're getting right now um, is is higher than than what it has ever been. Night and day. Um, be and 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 I would say regionally. It's way better in the Sun Belt than a lot of other places because you we live in these areas of rural programs that don't have the same development as somebody in, you know, Dallas, Texas, or or even some of these programs in Florida or whatever it may be, to where they're untapped potential. And everybody has filled up all of their twelve to thirteen high school roster spots that they're gonna take in um in july and so if you do a great job of getting a, a senior eval 
you can steal some really great players out of the high school market. So, you know, to say all that, right, I think this league is only going to get better and better. The resources are only getting better and better. Um, but, you know, there's some, I mean, yeah, it's competitive, man. I mean, you know, John and I are the only two defensive head coaches in the league, and we both have been friends for a long time. We've liked each other. Like, just we, we see things the in similar ways, like-minded individuals. But, damn, if I don't want to beat the hell out of that dude, you know, <laughs> this time next year, uh, and, and vice versa. And I think, you know, as long as we're open and honest about that, right, that we can have friendship and enjoy one another and yet at the same time, you know, hope that, somebody trips down a flight of stairs <laughs> golly wow brutal over there wow want john to fall down the stairs gonna poison him I, with the pizza and then wants him to fall down the stairs that's rough yeah that's all it's all on uh all on camera now premeditated <laughs> all right so here's what john's like thank god the game's in troy next year yeah. right Oof. so so here, much for so much for that pope comment huh yeah, yeah right yeah, exactly <laughs> all right so a lot of fans don't know this i'm going i'm going to let the fans and let neil doesn't know this you are now considered a Talladega veteran. Okay, you have been you have been to the race with me multiple times. Yeah. Okay. Matter of fact, you are the reason I even went to this last race. I don't know if you knew that. I wasn't going until you called me literally like the week before. It's like, hey, you want to go to Talladega? You, hey, let's go to Talladega. All right. So I had to pull it together. But now that you are a Talladega veteran, rate your Talladega experience. Tell me about your Talladega experience. Rate it for me. Not everything, but the good stuff. Well, okay. I, you, you are a, you're a fun person to go to Talladega with. <laughs> Not right? me. Rate your experience. No, I know. I'm just saying part of my experience was, you know, you, you, you got a fun setup, you know what I mean? And, and, and my boy, Greg Montgomery is, is yep. awesome. And, and uh, we have a great time with him and he's got all the hookups and stuff. I, I, um, there are, there are a, a lot, there's a lot to see right at Talladega. They're right. There's a lot to take in a lot um, since, especially on Sat especially sure. on Saturday. Um, and, and so when, when the cool, the cool thing about it is just, you know, I never grew up in that world. I didn't grow up around cars and seeing all that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so like to see all the energy and effort that get put into it and then to see how, you know, how i mean it's like i i don't know it to me it's like the closest thing that we have to like um uh to like over overseas like soccer you know what i mean like okay like you have your people right that like this he drives this car and he drives it come hell or high water right this way if you ain't first you're last right and if you don't you know, jive with this guy that drives this car, you are a bad person. You know what I mean? Like, and and the, the only thing I can equate it to is what I hear about, you know, like, I, I don't know, Manchester. United yeah, man, you and Chelsea or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I, I think even, you know, Auburn, Alabama fans, I mean, there is, there's a hatred there and all that stuff. But at the same time, they still love the game of football. I feel like there's certain drivers <laughs> that like, if you like this driver and you, you know what I mean? Like you are, like are, That's very true. We're against each other, man. Like we don't we don't see the world the same way. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sit next to each other and, and drink these these beers, but uh, no, no, you know, cold 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 carbonated cold beverages. What is there? Do you enjoy all kidding aside? Because I, I I was wondering about this. Is there a part of it that you like? Because that it literally is the last place on earth that you can go 
and no one knows who you are. Like, did anybody? Because I, I, I mean, he was he was you were the head coach at South Alabama, and you're in Talladega, Alabama. I don't think anybody recognized you the whole weekend. I, I think that yeah, it was it was. I think there was maybe. I think there was one time we were in one of the suites and all that. And that yeah, was, well, yeah, yeah. That's where, a, where you want to be in a, ster- in a sterile yeah, environment. <laughs> but it's um, it's it's wild, man. You can go and like uh and you know I've been with a bunch of people that are you know I guess famous. I mean, no kidding. I went. You know, AJ McCarron will go with us usually. I don't know if he'll be able to go this year, but he was the honorary starter. Like he was the grand marshal of the race, and that was the only time anybody knew who he was. He was in the infield the rest of the time and people didn't even recognize him. It's just the craziest. It's the, and you can well, c- kind of cut loose a little bit. Who was, um, uh, who was it after the, the show? Wasn't it Riley green, right? That did the show. Yeah. Um, did the concert. Right. And after, after the concert, he came over and hung out with us. Cause you know, he went to Jacksonville state and we had, you know, all of our buddies that coached at Jacksonville state. So we like, Hung out with him for a bit after the game, you know what I mean? Well, well even or like after the concert, I mean that was that was cool. Well, even to the point is Saint. Well, I don't know if it was the last time. I'm starting to get a little foggy here, so I don't remember if it was the last time or time before that. But Ricky Stenhouse Jr. came up. He's in the middle of all yeah. the people, and no one knew who he was, and he's like because he didn't have his stuff on. But he's and then he, he's driving and then he the race. Won the next day. He won the race, and that's true. And he and he was in. The, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about like in, in a closed room. I'm talking about at the concert on Saturday night in front of thousands of people. We're just standing there with people walking by you like this on Speedway Boulevard. Nobody had a, even an idea that was Ricky Stenhouse Jr., a driver. That was pretty cool. I mean, I got to like meet the guy and shake his hand. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to root for you tomorrow. It won the race, but that was good. That was good. But he's a. I'm trying to talk Neil into going to the to the race with us this year. What do you think? You think he should do it? I, you know, hey. Are you going this year? Are we doing this thing again? Because if we're going to do it, I need to go ahead and start working on it. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, traditions are traditions. You know? <laughs> okay, I'll start working on it because because our, our boy Greg's probably going to be listening because you're because you're on. Yeah. Uh, Greg's nickname for Kane is Lululemon. Okay, <laughs> that's what Greg calls Kane. Uh, shortened it to Lulu. I he think shortened it to Lulu. Okay. But if uh, you're about to make fun of Kane for wearing Lululemon, I'm on. I'm Team Kane. No, here. I'm not gonna make fun of him. I'm actually it's the most comfortable stuff in the world. Here's my thing. All right, so I made a deal with Kane that his first game as a head coach, I was gonna come to the game and I was gonna wear some Lululemons. I was totally against it. So I go, I go to Mobile. Uh, this was right when this was when we were in the COVID purgatory, you know. Yeah. So I go to Mobile and Kane, and Kane's like, "Look, there's this Lululemon <laughs> store down here. Uh, it's right off airport." So he sends me down there. I go down there. I get I get a pair of shorts. I wear them. I'm like, okay. At first, I was a little bit. I was like, why in the hell am I paying ninety dollars for a pair of shorts? Yeah. Okay, that was my first reaction. But I wore them for Kane, and then I put them up, and I wasn't gonna wear them again until I was like, damn, those things are pretty nice. And so I started wearing them. And then what I noticed is they held they held up well. And so Kane, mm-hmm. I'm here to let you know that not only do I have those, I have since purchased another pair. Of Lululemon Look at you. pants, and so, are you proud of me for that? I am. I'm proud of you. I, I, I mean, you know, that's you, you have to put that into my scope where I walk in there and it's like Norm from Cheers, right? You know, what I mean, it's like Kane. You know, whenever I walk in, you know, hey, Coach, how we doing? Um, when was the last I mean, time you bought every, something? 
Do what? When was the last time you bought some Lululemons? I mean, last week. <laughs> I mean, I, I go in there. I'm not kidding. It's like going from cheer. You know what I mean? So, um, but I, I, I wear everything. I mean, you know, socks, underwear, the whole thing. You know what I mean? But but it's it's so comfortable. And I've been wearing it for, I don't know, I mean, since 20... You were one of the originals. Since 2014. I mean, you know, they give everybody gives Jim Harbaugh credit because he switched from the pleated pants to whatever and, I, you know been rocking that you've stuff been, for two years. Yeah, you're you're the king of Lulu. They they should be like you got to get an NIL deal with Lulu. I mean, you should you know. I mean, if they just give you 10% of what you spend at Lulu, that would be a great NIL deal for your team. Just give you a well, 10% they, so, mark off. So the one down here just moved buildings, right? They were in a smaller building and they moved up to a bigger building. And I assumed when I walked in it was going to be like the Kane Womack, Lulu, you know, I mean, like yeah. they do in a team meeting room yeah. or a locker room. You're gonna get your own plaque. You know, I would have my my own deal because I have I've spent enough money, and now you know our even our uh, coaches and stuff. You know, we, we rock it. So, all right, serious question: Do you believe in ghosts? <clears throat> you know what? I know where you're getting with this because you've. Neil, he is, he is sat on my couch and he gave this, um, uh, extremely long. I'm not, story. I'm not telling the story. I'm just asking you a question. No, I know I'm, I'm with you. Um, so like, I think about that from time to time, you know what I mean? Because I, I, you know, in, in so many ways, I trust you and, and appreciate your opinions. Right. <laughs> and then there's other times where I think you're, you know, Go, you can say it. Bonk. No, I'm not going to say it, but uh, I think you're, I think you're out there. I think you, you know, you, 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 uh, and I don't know, I don't know where to go on this one. I want to, I want to think that what you believe is, is your truth. You know what I mean? Is is real about ghosts, but it's all funny. Just remember what I always tell you. It's all funny. Just remember what I always tell you. It's all fun and games until it happens to you. Tyler, there's a room I, right across the corner there that's 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 can probably I you, haunted. Can I can I be honest with you? Yeah. Every, so I, we're upstairs in Neil's deal right now in his in his new studio. Right around the corner, he's got a haunted room. All right, this is uh, hand up. Kane's like, what the hell am I doing here? Every time, every time I walk up those stairs and down those stairs, yeah. dude, I, I I get a little uneasy feeling. Well, she's watching you. I I believe it. Like I I don't feel I that stuff messes me up, man. Yeah, but you're you're paranoid individual in the I'm, first of all i am not paranoid i'm the I, i'm the one that's not paranoid now my wife she's the one that's she gets a little paranoid by everything she said just last I, week that you think aliens killed kennedy i mean you're that's nuts that's not what i said that's not what i said kane hey kane kane does if you don't believe in ghosts you do believe in aliens though right yeah i think there's aliens yeah of course so what is the difference between believing in aliens and believing in ghosts tyler i believe in i know do there believe, are ghosts oh see i got me one See, Kane, you're, you're by I yourself. A, I had a ghost in Mobile. You, you, okay, because this this change, Neil, you you yeah for sure for sure. I, I had a ghost. I had a ghost in Mobile in, in our house in Midtown. And where I, were you living? What street? J- Japonica, <laughs> right off of Dolphin. I'm gonna put that on my list tonight. Yeah, yeah. It was a, l- a little girl. Did you really? Yeah, a little girl. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'm I'm being dead serious, man. It's all fun and games. And my my wife, my wife never believed me, and then and then here, when we first moved here, um, we, my my dad was staying here one night, and 
he sent something and my daughter Caroline, who we moved here when she was five, she's like, Oh yeah, that there's a there's a, a ghost in my room, but it's friendly. Come on, Cam. Come on, Cam. Yeah, she's not scared. She's not she grew up saying it was there. She wasn't scared of it. Oh. I, I would not have that experience. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, you know. I mean, some of it is I just want to deny, right? So uh, I, I don't know. I have never had any, I haven't had an experience like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. Probably, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really hopeful. There's, a, there's a, a number of things that I hope and wish for in my life. I'd like to uh, win a national championship one day and all those things. But above that may be <laughs> coming face to face with a ghost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because at that point, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, it's over. Yeah, I can't wait I'm, for that. Cause I'm you, not making it out of that room, you know. You not, do not the same person. I can promise you that. Hey, you do not stay the same in the coming out of that room. You do stay in the Battle House Hotel. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, so that's, it's just a matter of time. If you spend enough nights in that hotel, it's just a matter of time. Are 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 you? I mean, not to go down. I, I, we're here anyway. So. <laughs> but I mean, uh, have, outside of the experience that you've talked to me about, there yeah. you've had other. I've had, I've had two. Yeah, I've had two. I've had the one at, uh, I've had two, like, oh, excuse me. I've had three. I've had one at my house here in Oxford or my first house in Oxford. I had, (laughs) I didn't, I don't live there anymore. Um, I had the one in Greenville in Aaron's house that she grew up in. Which one are you talking about? The experience, the story that's at my house or you want the one at Aaron's house? No. Oh, geez. I forgot. Yeah. Both. Okay. Yeah. So so I've had those two. And then. When I went to the, again, this is me being stupid. Okay. So I admit it. Uh, we went, when we were go to, we went to the, uh, a haunted ghost tour at, uh, in Charleston Yeah, and went to the old Charleston jail. And I have a picture of a ghost on my phone that I took. Oh, you've shown me that one. Yeah. So I've had them, I've had three to where, you know, yeah, I'm good. Neil, are you, when you say like, you know, like you had encounters with, that that ghost or ghost? the one in Mobile, I did for sure, and and yeah, I was like, like to this day, you can sit here and say I had an encounter. Yes, with a ghost. yes, absolutely. Yeah, he saw it. I mean, he saw it with his own eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Saw it and 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 remember what she said and everything. And I went to my and went back in the bedroom. Laura was back there. I was like moved. I mean, I, I was in tears, and she's like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And I told her about it. And she's like, "No, you just saw something," and I said. I was laying on the couch. I can tell you precisely what highlight was on. It was a Sunday night. I can tell you precisely who was running the football on the highlight. I know what I said. I know who I saw. I know what it was. And you were not drinking that night? No. And I was wide awake. It was 1020. I was wide awake. Oh, he's got timestamps. I don't know. That, 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 that scares the hell out of me. It really does. I got chills. Well, you. So, I mean, it's, it's, in your mind, it's not a, it's not a debate. This is that's real. Yeah, um, and and Laura will tell you to this day that I, I'm nuts. She'll say it didn't happen, and and I'm telling you it did. And so I know it. I mean, we've we've not when I say fought about it, we've not like fought about it, but we've argued about it. Like, I mean, she's like, you didn't see that. I mean, you she she goes, you were asleep, and I said that's why I saw Travis Henry running the football. I wasn't asleep. <laughs> I know what was happening. I know exactly. It was a Sunday night in the fall, and I was watching NFL highlights on ESPN. Yeah. Well, if, if there was any less sleep I could get during the season. <laughs> there you go. I can promise you. 
Mobile's, Mobile's known for kind of being haunted, man. I mean, it's, yeah, you're in like the yeah, heart of it. Yeah, like you know, I'm gonna start texting you ghost I clips. Had, I haven't had an experience. You know what I mean? I hope not to. I'm gonna start texting you ghost clips during the <laughs> I season. I, don't, I really don't want to at because it, like it, ten o'clock. That, that small that story you told me takes up way more space in my mind than I wanted to. You know I'll do. I mean? It, it's again it's it's all fun and games because everybody's like haha you didn't do that until it happens to you because i was that guy yeah i was that guy i was like y'all are crazy stuff doesn't happen yada 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 until when the old my i, I will remember it to the day i die i was whatever 20 something years old in my wife's house that she grew up in and the bathtub turned on yeah and it filled up and it's from here to your freaking bike man so what's that 10 feet yeah. And I look over there in the bathtub zone, and I'm thinking to myself, why am I – because I'm, like, groggy, right? I was asleep. I'm like, why in the hell is she taking a bath? Because I looked at my phone. It's like it's 2 something in the morning. And I reach over there. I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes – and she was laying in the bed next to me. And so I kind of look. I watch the tub fill up. I watch the tub turn off. I watch the water swash, slosh around, and I, and I heard the, the water drain. Got my ass up. Packed my stuff and went over to Ryan's house in the middle of the night. One of her brother Ryan's. I, I never, I never stayed in that house ever again. And that was, I mean, ever. I never spent the night there ever again. I always stayed at Ryan's house. I stayed at Jeff's house. I stayed at uh, my wife's mother's house. Wherever. I never spent the night in that house again. And we, you know, forever. Not doing it. Wouldn't do it. Done. That's what I, I mean, Neil. How long did you stay in that house after you had that 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 encounter? Uh, a uh, couple of years. I mean, and could you just sit on the couch and never watch ESPN highlights <laughs> again the same way? You know what I mean, like in my mind, my life is radically changed from that point. Forward. Would you move? Would you? Would you move? I didn't feel threatened. If I see a snake or a ghost in my house, I'm a gone. snake? Really? Absolutely. If I saw a now, snake, see, I'm scared of snakes, and I've had to come home. I had to. I was covering. A, I was covering an Ole Miss practice, and had to come home from the practice and kill a snake that was in the house because the girls saw a snake. And sure enough, there was a snake in the house. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta tell this. It just when you said that, it hit me. I forgot. I, I honestly did. You're one of my good friends, and it just hit me when you said that. This man has. The most obnoxious fear of snakes that you've ever been around in your life, to the point to where he's gonna, he's gonna be pissed me telling this. <laughs> All right. So when he was a D coordinator, we would he would get up and <laughs> leave out of his office. We would get these rubber snakes <laughs> and put them like underneath his uh, like cold. underneath That's his desk terrible. and stuff. That's terrible, dude. And he like he would legit get mad, like want to fight. Well, yeah, because you're gonna give somebody a damn heart attack. <laughs> Hey, so so nobody leave rubber snakes in Kane's I'm, office. I'm terrified of them too. Absolutely, I, I, I wake up. He's pissed just thinking about it. Right do you have Do you have I mean, snake I, I, Do you have snake nightmares? Do what? Do you have snake nightmares? Like nightmares about snakes? I do too. It's I mean, the worst damn thing. To, I'm not trying to go too deep here, but but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, nah. no, I mean. I, I I told it. I mean, one of our best players in year one here brought his python to a cookout, and I damn near kicked him off. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. I mean, he's one of our best players, and it means, you know. So if anybody with with past drama brings a ghost into this building, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. So, which would be worse, ghosts or snakes? Snakes. 
I think snakes. I, would, I, mean, I don't I, like snakes either. Snakes, I don't know. snakes a lot. I, I don't know. I, I either one would be just. I don't know. I really don't. Are you still mad about Dude, us we putting killed, snakes in your office? We killed a copperhead across the street, and that damn thing was snapping and stuff. I didn't sleep well for two weeks. How'd you kill it? A neighbor. I didn't do it. I, I'm too scared to kill it. A neighbor came and killed it with like one of those hoes and stuff, yeah. chopping it up and. That damn thing's snapping, and I'm like, no, no, no. Kane, no, you no, had no. to have a snake in your backyard. Yeah, I bought a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I bought a cat. But you buy a tiger? I mean, a cat? No, a cat will get rid of snakes. Huh? A cat? You get one of those? I hate a cat. Uh, like a tomcat? Oh, well, a tomcat will get rid of snakes. I'm not a cat snakes. guy. What, you got oh, yeah. a cat? Bags the cat. That's your boy. This dude is a, this dude is a, he, he's a legitimate, like, He's a predator. He's a kid. <laughs> and, and and if I throw a ball in the yard, he fetches it. It's the <laughs> it's, a, it's a hybrid. It's a, great it's a hybrid cat. It's like a dog. It's a Labrador like a, cat. Like a, yeah, I mean, he wrestles with you. Like, I'm not a cat person. I don't like cats. But the, he keeps me protected, you know what I mean, yeah. from, you know, from the snakes. And, you, and if there's an animal that keeps out the ghost, I'm going to buy that damn thing, too. Because here's the thing. I think you're right. And I, I, the the if. Like if I if it was a snake, I would move, and if there was a ghost, I would also move. But in my mind, the snake can't travel through the air or whatever those oh, things. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like that. That in my mind, I guess a, a ghost would be worse because I would always be wondering, you know, where one is lurking. <laughs> I, I I would not. I'm I'm telling you, fellas. I hope I get to the end of my life and I do not have an experience like you guys had because. I would not handle it very well. <laughs> so you don't watch any of the ghost shows on TV or anything? Hell no. No, absolutely not. Oh, I'm going to find some clips. I'm Ancient start aliens on history channels about as far as I go. I'm going to start I'm going to start finding just rancid ghost clips and sending them to you where you have to watch them. And they're going I mean, to I'll stop, I will literally I will block your phone. <laughs> yeah. You know I, I mean? I, you, people the last conversation we I'll get a, I'll get a new cell number. People have no idea how many people on Twitter have been muted by me because whenever there's some viral snake thing, they send it to me over and over, and I'm like, okay, I'm just muting that person. I I I, I don't want 30 clips of the wild cobra going down. So I no. I'm hey, good. did you did y'all either one of y'all see the clip on YouTube where the guy it was like a guy in his in his uh, yeah roof, everybody, and there was like a little snake coming down and he like poked it and a freaking <laughs> massive python fell out. It got sent to me by like 150 people. It was multiple well, pythons. Yeah, it was huge. There was one, and then all of a sudden, multiple came down. Yeah. What? What if? What if Melissa said there's something in the in the air vent, and you go and you and you pull the air vent down, and pythons fall out? It's their house. Are you just? Are you? Are you packing up and never going back? Yeah, I, I'm not packing. Somebody else is going <laughs> He's gone. I mean, my ass is out of there. He's hiring a moving company. <laughs> I'm yeah. done. Yeah, the, the snakes mean, have claimed the house at that point. It's theirs. <laughs> They've claimed the house. If you if, if if I go up in my attic and there's a, a a collection of pythons, yeah, it's their house. And you're not going in there and getting them out or sending anybody to get it to remove them? No, we're moving. <laughs> Clark Ford, Clark Ford Studios mobile. Well, just someone someone's <laughs> gonna have to come move all this stuff who's not as terrified of them as I am. I'm, I'm no way. Yeah, somebody else would come do it, and then just to, to get the value of the home and the resale. But other than that, yeah, <laughs> we're keeping it super quiet too. We're not telling a damn soul. Well, brother, we. No. I mean, no. getting our money, we're getting out. Brother, we have kept you uh, long enough. First of all, thank you so much for your time. I know it's. Uh, I know you're you're busy this time of year. When we start spring ball? Uh, we start on March seventeenth. Oh, so. St. Patty's Day. 
St. Patty's Day. I, like I was it. supposed to go play golf this afternoon, too, just so you know how much I like you, too. When did oh, you start wow. playing golf like that? Dude, I got back into it. I, and, and honestly, Neil, I have not – I didn't play golf it, since – since I became a defensive coordinator, I left Ole Miss and became a D coordinator at Eastern Illinois until like at the end of last summer. And I've, I'm, I'm in it now. Have Are you got, have you gotten good? I, I've gotten pretty good. How about that? How about so, that? So are you ready? Are you ready to play your boy Cisco? I mean, yeah, you, you say that like Tiger Woods is on the other side of this line. <laughs> now you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> now you do hit it a country mile. I'll give you that. I don't know where it's I mean, going. No idea where it's going. None. You do a long ways. And, and, and occasionally if you get hot, you know, you can get rolling. So I'm actually going and playing. I'm playing uh, with, with freeze. I got invited to go to uh, shades Valley. It's like the sister. I thought he wasn't playing golf anymore. Now that he's the head coach at Auburn, I thought he wasn't going to play golf anymore. <laughs> well, you know, this is a, this is a May thing. This it's is top, a, post, a top secret trip. Yeah, that's right. Um, so anyway, I'm going on this trip. I guess a couple guys, some Auburn guys, some people from down here in Mobile, whatever. Um, and you know, I mean, I'm competitive. I, I, like if I'm going to go, I'm not going to get embarrassed. So you know, or at least I'm going to make an effort not to. So all right, you may tell you how to beat freeze in golf. How? All right. So the first tee shot, the very first tee shot, he's going. He's going. He's going to hit. He, he hits a draw. If he hits it, if he hits it like bad, just say. Man, that was a great shot. Great shot. And he'll he'll start getting pissed off and start getting in his head. Okay, but if he puts it in the fairway, that, that's usually a bad sign because he's going to be off the hot. But here's his weakness, okay? He 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 is a threat to get a little 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 side stream on the on the old putty. Okay? So just mess with him like when he uh, just be dead serious cuz you can do it. You can you're like me, you can say jokes and stuff with straight face. Let him just roll one by like ten feet, or come short, and just be like, "Man, that's a really good touch right there." And then just <laughs> and just just pick up and walk off. He will get he'll get mad. He'll start three putting and everything else. Start hitting him out of bounds. You have to play. You have to get in. You have to play mind games with Freeze on the golf course because if he gets hot, then he can he can go low. But don't don't make let him don't let him. Yeah, it's but don't like don't challenge him to the point to where make him think that he's better than you, and then go out there and play mind games with him. That's how you, that's how you have to keep it close. There you go. Well, so anyway, that playing playing some golf, but glad to be on with you guys, yep. man. Really fun stuff. Appreciate, Appreciate you being you, with us a whole bunch. That's uh, Kane Womack, the All South right. Alabama coach. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. I'll holler at you. How about that? Yeah, that's my guy. He's a good dude. He uh, is. We've been brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering. Made from scratch, Louisiana cuisine, po' boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, check them out in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland today. Also, check them out online at walkons.com on the convenient Walk-Ons app. We've also been brought to you by our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, different names, same great products, same great services, same people. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, call Comer. 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, South Haven, that area, get in touch with our friends at Southern, 662-429-4429. If the AC's not in tip-top shape, now's the time to make sure that it gets that way. It's going to get hot. You know how that works. The calendar turns to March. April comes after that. Then the summer rolls around. So time to get in touch with our friends at Comer and Southern. And a reminder, we've been brought to you 
uh, by our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to uh, learn more. You guys probably figured out by now that both of us are uh, big Kane Womack fans. So, yep, a lot of fun to hang out with him. He's a stud, man. He's a, he's one of my good friends in the business, and he's uh, kind of like Summerall. And that's probably the thing I like about him: is what you see, that's that's who he is. There's no, yeah, speak coach speak or whatever. He he tells it like it is, and uh, he's a stud, man. He's a uh, Fast, fast rising in this business, and mm-hmm. he will be a uh, big time head coach sooner rather than later. Yeah. So I, but I love him to death. Twenty four months or so. <laughs> yeah, if not faster. Um, but he's a he's a really good dude, and uh, I'm glad that uh, that he's doing well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's fun to see him do well in Mobile. I mean, I, I've I was there for as you are for a long time. Have a lot of people that I know. South Alabama means a lot to them, and it was cool that night, even though they lost. It was cool to. Um, see that atmosphere at a South Alabama game because I'll be honest with you when I first moved to Mobile they didn't have football at South Alabama when they first started football at South Alabama I thought this is never gonna happen here I mean because that state is so eat up with Alabama and Auburn that I thought there's just no room for anything else and you got the other thing that people don't realize in Mobile is LSU is actually the closest school. Yeah, LSU's three LSU's three hours yeah from from uh, you can be in Tiger Stadium in less than three hours when you leave downtown Mobile. Yeah. Which is – and you can hey, be at Florida State pretty quick, too. Three hours on the nose. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of competition. He's yep. done a great job. So, again, our thanks to uh, to him for his time today. We'll be back on Thursday. Don't know really what we have planned on Thursday, but uh, thanks to Tyler for booking uh, Kane. It was a great segment. So, hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for being with us today. We'll talk to you again on Thursday on the next edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Until then, take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.